welcome to the Burned Out to Badass podcast. My name is Ellen Shinky at Coach Ellen on Instagram, and this is my monthly podcast where I am committed to giving you short, no BS episodes to help you, the busy, burned out professional and entrepreneur, find your balance and take back your life from burnout. Let's do this. so excited. You are here back with another episode of Burn Out to Badass. Every time you choose to spend a little time with me, I know I say it a lot at the start of the episodes, but I'm always like really, really, really thankful about this. I have so many plans. If you're on my email list, you saw this recently. I have so many plans for Coach Ellen, the things I want to do, the visions and aspirations and goals I have for my business, for this podcast, for the community that is built through all of the various things that I'm doing in my business. And you're a part of that. You're a part of that mission. And I'm always just so, so grateful you are here. Today, we are going to be talking about a simple step, one simple step that drastically and dramatically will help superpower your habits and your routines, help you find habits and routines that work best for you, how to modify your existing habits and routines. And it's gonna be an episode that's very simple, very straightforward, very to the point, probably one of the shorter episodes because I really just want to zero our focus on this one simple step. And that simple step is awareness. We are going to be focusing on knowing what works and what doesn't for yourself, making that space and that time in your life to become ruthlessly, ruthlessly self-aware. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And to kind of illustrate this point, why I think it's so stinking important and why this can really help superpower your habits and routines, I have a couple kind of personal examples that I want to share with you in this regard. The first big one, and this is actually the one that inspired this whole topic, this whole train of thought, is when I was doing 75 Hard last summer. Now, you may have already listened to the episode I recorded about 75 Hard. I described it as being, quote, hustle culture in exercise form. And I definitely still believe that. But when I was doing 75 Hard last summer, you know, there's a lot of obligations and commitments involved in doing the 75 Hard Challenge. And one of them is getting in an outdoor workout. You do two workouts every day, two 45-minute workouts every day. And one of them is a indoor workout, can be an indoor workout, but one of them has to be an outdoor workout. And as I was doing 75 Hard, I want to share with you a awareness, an awareness that I had. And what it was is I came to realize more and more and more throughout the 75 Hard journey that it was really hard for me to motivate myself to get out of the house at the end of the day. You know, if I had a really, really busy, long work day, whether it was in my business or in my day job, it was super, super hard for me to motivate myself to then leave the house at the end of the day. And so I learned from this something really, really important. I learned kind of, I had like a basically like a moment of reflection. And that moment of reflection really was the realization that I needed to figure out instead of, you know, trying to fit it in later in the day, I kind of had this moment where I asked myself a question of how can I fit this in, but fit it in a way where it doesn't conflict with this fundamental desire to not leave the house at the end of the day. 
And the answer, once I kind of sat down, made that space to kind of answer and reflect on that question, the answer seemed like so obvious, like just do your outdoor workout in the morning. And yet, interestingly, it took me over halfway through my 75 hard experience for me to make that switch. I think, you know, and I think this is a good example of me kind of realizing I had this resistance. I had this resistance to a routine and a habit that I knew I wanted. Like I was super gung ho at that time in my 75 hard experience. I knew I wanted to do this. I knew I wanted to complete this challenge, but I was choosing to force something. I was choosing to experience this resistance and feel like I just had to kind of plow my way through it. And I think sometimes we get it in our heads that we just need to be disciplined. Just show up, just do the thing. Who cares if it's hard? Just do it. My approach in recent years for a lot of things is if it's hard, how can we minimize that resistance? What can we change to make it less hard? And that's where the awareness piece comes in because we have to A, be aware that we are experiencing resistance And then B, we need to have that space and that time and that moment of reflection to then, you know, brainstorm and navigate how can we minimize that? How can we decrease that resistance? You know, after I switched to doing walks in the morning, because that was usually what I did for my outdoor workout for 75 hard, it made all the difference in the world because I realized that I preferred walking in the morning. You know, it was a really rejuvenating way to start my day. It kind of put me on track. I also prefer that there were, you know, fewer people out. The fact that it was cooler, the fact that I wasn't as tired, like that awareness helped me get through 75 hard and do it in a way that didn't feel so grueling. So that was kind of one example. The first example where I started to realize, you know, I can choose ease and comfort and something that feels good in my routines and my habits instead of choosing resistance and instead of choosing hard. Another example, a non-exercise example, is actually my morning routines. I have done so many iterations of morning routine blogs, podcasts, YouTubes that I've honestly like lost track of how many times I've talked about this. This literally goes back to 2017 when I did my first like miracle morning. But recently, my morning routines have been a struggle again. I didn't like that I was skipping out on things that were important for me you know, to incorporate. I didn't like that my work days were seemingly getting longer just because I felt compelled to start working as soon as like my butt hit my desk chair. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I journal in Notion. I that has actually become a big change in my morning routine. I used to be very like hardcore pen to paper journaling, you know, don't journal on your computer. But more and more and more, I've started to realize that I journal more. I journal more frequently. It comes more naturally when I journal in Notion. But the kind of caveat of that was I would be sitting at my desk when I would journal and it was really hard to pull myself away and do any other part of, you know, my self-care activities and my routines. So like as soon as my butt hit the chair, I felt compelled to start working. And so I had to kind of journal on it. I sat down one morning and I journaled and I journaled on how did I feel in the various parts of my morning routine? What felt natural and easy? Where did I feel resistance? Like what wasn't working? These were all questions that I started asking myself. And in doing that, I had a really big realization. I realized that once I sit down at my desk to journal, it is difficult to pull myself back away. I hadn't had that awareness and that insight before. 
sitting down at my desk to journal, it felt like a mental switch into work mode for the day, even if I haven't actually started working yet. Like something in my brain felt like when my butt hit my desk chair, it meant work time. You know, it doesn't help that I even had, you know, check my email in my morning check-in routine, which is something that I would do pre-journaling at that. And checking my email was also switching me into work mode before I actually wanted to be switched into work mode. So I had these realizations. These were these things that were happening that weren't working. And so I made some changes. Instead of insisting to myself that I needed to journal after I meditate, which is something I'd been doing for years, I decided that all of the other things I wanted to incorporate into my morning had to happen before my butt hit my desk chair. If I wanted to stretch or if I wanted to work out that morning, it needed to happen before I journaled. If I wanted to go for a walk, it needed to happen before I journaled, before I sat down at my desk. I also started keeping track of like the mornings that felt like just perfect. Like as I record this a couple days ago, I had one of those. I woke up really easily. I read first thing in the morning, which is another change that I've been making because I find when I meditate immediately after I wake up, which is again, something I have been doing for years, I tended to either just fall back asleep, either in my bed or on the meditation cushion. So I realized that wasn't working. So I read first thing. Then I changed into workout clothes and I climbed onto my meditation cushion to meditate. And then after meditation, I put on a YouTube video and I stretched for about 15 minutes. And then I got on my computer because this was a no workout morning. I was actually getting a massage and then I'm going to go for a walk later in the day. So I got on my computer and then I did like some self-therapy for about 20, 30 minutes before looking through my to-dos and mapping out my schedule. And, you know, before joining my Friday morning co-working session and getting to work for the day, like making that note of a morning routine that felt amazing allowed me to more intentionally design a morning routine that fills me up. I think, you know, I I can't say this will always be my morning routine, but I think the beauty of awareness as a focus and the beauty of paying attention to and looking for those moments of resistance in our habits and in our routines is it constantly allows and encourages us to adapt our habits and routines to what we need simply by recognizing what we're resisting, you know, what parts we are resisting or the entirety of the habit that we might be resisting. Once we can identify that that resistance exists, we can ask ourselves, you know, where is it coming from? What, What part of this is not working? And then we can try to change it. You know, we may not get it right the first time, but that's like so freaking okay. The former scientist in me always encourages like thinking of it as an experiment. Like your experiment likely won't be perfect the first time. Like no scientist just nails it and designs the perfect experiment the first time that gives them the perfect results. They have to iterate. They have to make tweaks. They have to optimize until they can get an experiment that works. So your experiment likely won't be perfect the first time. And that is okay. You just make a modification, run the experiment again, no harm, no foul. So with that, those are probably the two biggest awarenesses I made. I also kind of realized this because it's kind of another example that I started paying attention to my evenings. My evening routine is something that I'm not going to lie. I have been figuring out for years. I really struggle in the evenings because I'm so... 
drained at the end of the day because I I ask a lot of myself over the course of the day. And I did start to realize that the resistance for me was if I start a TV show or a movie after 9 p.m., it's a lot harder for me to pull myself away. So what I've been trying to adopt and trying to get into my evening routines is I've been trying to, if it's past 9 p.m., I just go to my bedroom and start reading um, on my Kindle instead of like starting a show. So that was like another little point of awareness is realizing that it was really hard for me to go to bed when I wanted to when I started TV shows too late. But the last thing I'll talk about here is how do we improve our awareness? And I could do an entire podcast on this, but I did want to give you some tangibles out of this. You know, we can improve our awareness through meditation. We can improve our awareness through verbal or mental processing. So whether you're writing in a journal or talking it out to somebody, you can improve your awareness by having other people help you, a therapist, a significant other, a friend, a coworker, a coach. We can build our awareness by tracking our thoughts and our emotions and our moods. Like if you were in a really, really, really good move, like yesterday morning, are there any things that you did that might've put yourself into that good mood? It's just by kind of starting to gather data in our lives, from the things we did, how those things made us feel, the people we spent time with, and how those relationships made us feel. The more you can just start gathering data in your life, the more you'll be able to start answering some of these questions, some of these questions that I mentioned before about how I kind of navigate my routines and habits. Like, what is feeling good? What felt natural and easy? Where did I feel resistance? What wasn't working? Just by sitting down and making space to answer some of those questions and collect some of that data from our lives, that's how we can start to make our habits and routines stick by modifying them, by allowing them to meet us where we're at. That's the most important part of this entire thing. Because if your habits aren't filling you up, if they don't feel good to engage in, if they aren't meeting you where you're at, that resistance is just gonna build. So if you have it, if you have that resistance, listen to it, become aware of it and make the changes you need to let it go. That's it. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.